Welcome to Practically a Fabringen, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Prager. Welcome back to Practically a Fabringen. It's Menachem Poznanski. This is really exciting. We're finishing off Paragimel this week. Last week we discussed Chachman Bina, and today we're going to talk about Das, rounding out Chabad. But first, before we get to that, I want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review uh, that lets us helps us get the word out. Also, uh, let your friends know about Practically for Bringing. Uh, word of mouth is the best way for us to spread the message about this great podcast. So like I said, today we're closing out Paragimel with a discussion about Das. Of course, Mayor had a, such a unique way of putting it and framing it and really showing how Das is the key to living healthy and achieving the kind of success we want. Here it is. Here we are, practically for bringing, building towards the end of Paragimel, Mayor. And uh, we've been talking about Chachma, Bina, the nature of the intellectual capacity of the human spirit, the human soul, particularly the, the Nefeshel Kiss, the godly divine soul. So uh, what's next? It's, um, as everybody knows, one of the biggest issues is not, uh, it's not knowledge. It's application of the knowledge. Especially in today's day and age, there's probably not a subject matter that you can Google and research and find out all the aspects of it. There is so many speakers speaking about absolutely every single issue that exists today. One of the biggest challenges that everybody feels is that they, even if they have the information, even if they know the truth, and they do know the truth, it still doesn't, it doesn't make a change. It didn't make a change in their life. You know, do we have hundreds of people, thousands of people that are, that are going to seminars and doing research, and even in Luminatera, they're learning, and they're, and, they're, and they're paying attention, and, they're, and then they're like, why is it that I'm not changing? What's happening over there? Right. I know. I, I know this to be, a, you know, um, even you take a classic case. Let's say the smoker. So he knows that uh, smoking uh, is killing him or her, and yet they still smoke. Or the overeater, or the undereater, right? Or whatever it is. Right. It's like any or any type of addiction. You you find that the knowledge. You know, you would imagine if I know the truth, then I would, you know, just show me the path. Well, you've been shown the path and it's been recorded and it's been printed and it's been uh, sent out in all the different forms. And yet it still doesn't make a difference. And that's what a person feels in his own life. He can have Chochmah and Bina. He can have insight. He right. can actually see the truth. And he actually understands it. He used, he used Bina to create paths of how to best understand it. And yet, back square one. Right. What is that? Where, is it, where, is, where does the, that problem lie? And that's something that the uh, Reb mentions right away in the beginning of Tanya, right over here with, with Das. And he says, Das is a third arm of the intellectual soul, of the soul, third intellectual arm. And that is the ability to concentrate and to focus forcefully, if necessary, on a subject. 
Um, I personally, I like to use the example of a gym and exercise. When someone, someone goes to the gym for the first time and there's weights on the, you know, there's weights on the ground and he tries to pick it up and pick it up. It's so hard to pick it up. Right. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, they tried and they come back the next day and they go at it again and they lift it and they finally get it up one time and then another rep and then another rep and then another rep. And then they start making, you know, a whole segment out of it. And the longer they do this, the easier it is to lift that weight. And then they can move on to the higher weight and higher. What happens during this process? What happens is that you have old muscle and your muscle has limitations. And when you, and that weight, and, the, and that weight, <laughs> that weight is, um, is, uh, is too much for you to handle. But when you, start, when you start lifting it, you start tearing away the limitations, the outer layers of that muscle, and which is what you feel as a burn. And then you start developing new, stronger muscle that comes in instead of that. And then as you do that, your body then becomes, becomes accustomed to that weight. It doesn't reject it right away. It's like, you can lift it. There's no problem anymore. This is me. This weight is not as easy for me. This is part of, I'm no problem with it. And then you can go to the next level and you keep building from there. The same way it is, the same way that is with our body muscle, the same way it's like that with our brain too. When we first come across an idea, you know, no matter how great it is, and we're amazed by it, it's like if someone went to the gym one time, you don't become in shape because you went to the gym one time and you had the most amazing experience. The whole, the only way the gym works is consistency. It's more important than anything else in exercise is consistent, consistency, going back at it again and again and again and again, because you need to retrain your muscle and your body to be accustomed to it. So in other words, every part of your body needs to be comfortable with that new weight. Your balance, the way your body holds itself needs to, to learn it. Your back, your muscles, every part of you needs to learn how to deal with an lifting 100 pounds until it becomes a norm. The same thing with our brain. We like to think that if someone just told us something, we would be fine. That's like saying all you need to do is lift up this weight one time and you're done. It's not done. It needs to be lifted again and again and again and again until it becomes comfortable. And that is your DAS. DAS is the ability where the mind can control it. It's, it's where you start. It's where you gain control of the mind, where you learn how to think about something for long periods of time. You know, synthesis is called his, his bonanus. It's not like meditation where you just put your mind blank. It's actually the opposite of that. It's where you actually, you actually think about the subject for long periods of time. In the beginning, that is a very difficult thing to do. Just like it's very hard to lift a weight right away the first time you come to the gym. You drop it right away. Most people have to think about something they don't want to think about. They just drop it in 10 seconds. But if you think about it and you and you stay with the game again and again for periods of time, so that's what he says in, in this peric, it becomes, it won't be 
uh, it would create real emotions, a real relationship with that concept that you're trying to attach, attach yourself. It, it can become you. It will become you. But you need to constantly go back at it with dust, with, re, with realization. Sure. Okay, so let me just unpack what you said, um, which is really, really powerful. Sorry for interrupting you. It's interesting because you're talking about a few different areas of issue. Um, one area is the fact that people fall into habituated patterns of behavior. And even if a person has a certain awareness of the absurdity of that behavior, of, of, of that pattern, it doesn't necessarily change them. Now, you brought up the word addiction, which is, you know, that's like my wheelhouse. So automatically it fires things off. And it's a, I think it's important, I guess, just in my role in this thing to kind of um, in this process, in this learning process to make a clarification, right? And I think we've, this is something we've discussed in the past, which is there's addiction as it manifests in a way that's normative and regular. And this occurs in, in, with all mental illness. And then there's addiction as it manifests at the level of illness and pathology. As soon as it meets the standard of illness and pathology, it's outside the frame of normative and therefore you can't utilize the, right? So like we can talk about habituated patterns of behavior, right? Which is bad patterns of negative behavior that are destructive and how we can utilize our minds to overcome that or our brains or techniques or strategies. But the minute we talk about the illness mental illness of addiction, of uh, substance use disorder, et cetera, et cetera, or anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, the minute it, you attach the word disorder to it, you're saying that it's kind of elevated beyond the stratosphere of normal, right? Okay. So then we're not talking about we're that. We're not talking about that. Right? That's, that's something that requires medical attention, special intervention. Right. Right. Even though it's similar. And you might need, use it, but it needs, it, it right. costs, it and needs. It, right, right. It okay, needs so we can help. qualify that, right? So when we use the word addiction, we're talking about addictive patterns of behavior, exactly. habituated patterns, right? Okay, fine. So, right, a so that was- Like a borrowed term, shimomushal. Right. Shimomushal, right, very good, very good, all right. So that's a borrowed term. Okay, so that's just to kind of clarify that so that no one's listening, because you and I have talked about this many times. Right. Okay, so if we're talking about habituation, so you're talking about, so so you talked about the the process by which someone develops new patterns of habituation, right? New patterns, new thought patterns or new behavior patterns or new exercise patterns, right? Um, new muscle memory, so to speak, right? But then you also discussed something really, really powerful, which is the way in which the entirety of the system now adjusts to that new pattern, right? So you can, let's say, start a new pattern of behavior, but if you don't allow the system to adjust, you can cause a system overload or you can damage the system, right? When you were using the example of exercise, right? So you can establish a new exercise pattern, but if you don't take account for the system and allow the system to catch up, you'll, you'll get injured, right? I actually did that recently, right? And so, so um, and even though I know it, I did it anyway, right? So I hurt my foot, I started running and I pushed myself and I started running and now I haven't ran for two weeks and now I'm totally out of it. I was in a good pattern and I kind of messed that whole thing up. Okay. So there's, there's habituation kind of developing a, a new pattern, new muscle memory, and then there's allowing the system to adjust. And in some ways, it seems like what you're driving at is that this is the role of Bina. Bina is the process by which we develop new thought patterns or how we engage the system and how we allow the system to adjust to a new reality, 
right? And you and you talked about that's, yeah. That's not no. That's not Bina. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Das. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yes. Thank you. You looked puzzled, and I was like, no, no, no. Wait for my thought. No, no. I just used the wrong word. Okay. So, so Das, right? Okay. Fine. So, but what's what's interesting about what you said is you talked about the use, particularly within Chabad Hasidus, of his bonanus as a tr- as a critical tool, and you differentiated his bonanus from many forms of meditative practice where the meditative practice is clearing the mind or allowing the mind to go where it is or contemplating a concept and letting the mind go in an, in an undisciplined way versus his bonanus, which is a very, very kind of directed intellectual process of thinking deeply about a subject. And what you said was, was that his bonanus, that thinking deeply about a subject is the mental exercise or the existential exercise that we do in order to kind of develop ourselves, right? And that's the rest of Tanya is really a building that, up towards that. That burns that thought into our mind. That allows, okay, right. That allows that new habituated thought pattern, that new attitude, that new perspective, that new way of seeing to become us. So the question that came to my mind, and maybe it's both, right? That was kind of, what, and it seemed to be what you're saying is that, are you saying that the hisbonanus is the thing that allows a person to develop this new habituation, meaning the new attitude, or is it the thing that allows for the system to adjust to the new attitude, or is it both? Exactly, it's both. They're both. Okay. Because at the end of the day, we're not. It's we're, we're, when you move one piece in a puzzle and they're all tightly put together, everything moves around with it. You can't have something change without changing everything else. Right. It, we're not we're not separated, fragmented, you know, people. Right. We're all tightly packed. Right. So if you you know, and, and we're moving. There are certain times we're moved in, in intellectually. We sometimes moved emotionally, and sometimes physical. But either which way, it affects everything else within us. So the das is both. Both, it's going to be both as burning this new thought that becomes a new way of how we see things from a personal point of view versus Bina, which is more you see it intellectually. It's kind of removed from you. Right, conceptually. And conceptually. That right. is where it becomes, like he used the word, Adam Yoda's Kava. He knew her. He became, right. you become one with this, with this concept. And it's also part of becoming one with it is how the rest of you gets introduced to it. So it is actually in, in Kabbalah, the, the Das has a term, it's called Maftecha de Kol Shis. It's the key that opens up the emotions because based on how you personalize it, now all of a sudden the emotions all react. They react to Das. Wow, so that's interesting. So because what, what you just said clarified something for me that I think is, is, I think I've been confused about, which is on the one hand, the Tanya in this chapter says that the emotions are created to some degree by Chachman Bina. Then Das is the sustainability of them. And, and what you're saying now is that while the emotions, while the emotive traits are generated by Chachman Bina, by my wisdom and the contemplation and the conceptual awareness of reality, what creates a, an adjusted and functioning system is Das, right? So that's, that's meaning it's the application of that thought to reality, which you're saying is kind of something that we practice on a practical level through hisbonanus, through, you know, intellectual exercises that are meant to help develop our minds 
but also, I guess, develop our, our will and our perspective. And it doesn't mean always, it doesn't mean new stuff all the time. It just means continuous. And that's one of the reasons why we dive in three times a day. We, we, we think about, which is really the das, which is basically thinking about God when you get up in the morning, during the crazy part of the day, mincha, and then when you settle down, when Marif. Okay, so you're saying it's not it's not just his bonus, but actually the Jewish practice of davening three times a day. The function of that, or at least part of the function of that, is to readjust my perspective at three points in the day back toward yeah. my truth and also develop my brain. And 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 I guess what you're saying is kind of further evolve and develop a whole system approach. In Chabad Chassidus, the his bonanus that we're talking about, this exercise is is part and parcel of davening. Right, because it's the preparation for yeah. davening. The the minion is the halachic part of how exactly we're doing it, but right. we, we, there is a his bonanus contemplation exercise you do before before you start davening while you're davening. So then, if you don't do the his bonanus, then the davening doesn't fulfill that aspect of its function, right? Meaning you might be engaging in a votish believe to some degree, meaning you're saying the words, which is meaningful. You're going to a minion, you're worshiping, right? To some degree. But the, the, you're, what you're saying is that the, the intended purpose of the davening in this frame is this, is das, is this das engagement. And that's why even halakhically, if you look in Shekhanarach, it says that a person needs to clear his mind and, and focus on God and put away everything else. You're literally going to God's gym. Mm. And you're going to exercise, you're going to only think about godliness for an extended period of time that the davening goes on. And the more often that you do this, the more real God becomes to you, the more you spend time. It kind of, it does put the pressure on the person. It's not because you literally need to take the time and just... See, if we, if we, when you Chokman Bina is like, I'm waiting for an insight, I'm looking for a new way of understanding it. Das is not, just, what did you have? It's good. It's just, now just think about it. Work it over what you have. Get comfortable with it. Let it stay in your head for long periods of time. Literally, the amount of time is the most significant part over here. It literally needs to resonate from yourself, and it stays and it's and and it, and it becomes part of who you are. It's, timing is everything. That's what he's saying. It's, it, it literally If you don't, you don't move your head anywhere else. Does it come up with new? No, not a question of ideas. Just spend the time. When you spend its time with this new concept, the, as time goes on, this new beautiful thing becomes you, it becomes the way you're thinking. And then it says, it's not the meaning of those exciting moments. Don't just come fleeing. Oh, I, I heard a beautiful thing. And then like five minutes later. It, right. They're not fleeting because you've generated sustainable long-term growth. Right. And you're just not, you're, you're new. Just like the person after they come back from the gym, for long periods of time doing it correctly, you know, you look at the person you're like, whoa, you look the same. Right. You look good. Right. After doing this for long periods of time, we also will look ourselves in the mirror, so speak spiritually and other people, you look at ourselves, we won't be the same person anymore.
So it sounds like at this at this juncture of Tanya, we're, we're very, very early on, where we're just kind of describing the beginning process of describing the Nefeshul Kiss that Tanya's making, aside from kind of the general flow, he's making the point that there's the inspiration that a person has, and then there's the conceptual kind of thoughts that he has and the way that he contemplates reality, but that there's a key component here, which is doing the work, right. so to speak, that it takes to really generate real growth which is it just take you go we've got to take the time right which is going to take time and effort and energy but it, but it doesn't it doesn't shorten it doesn't put the pressure on the person to do something more than just spend the time on the concept this is very different people think they're like okay what am i supposed to think just think. oh wow so so you're saying that that when it comes to das das is a process of giving attention to the areas that are already within your wheelhouse right. they're not about getting something that's outside of yourself whereas achman bina is so to speak bringing in awareness that's like on a, that you're not connected to that's outside of you in the going back to the gym analogy when you lift the weight the most important part of the lifting of the weight is when it's over your head or wherever it is and then you wait for a few seconds, and that's where it burns in. You don't need to go higher. You don't need nothing. Just wait. You seem like you're an expert. No, I just, it just, <laughs> the Bhavshanti told us that whatever God shows you, right. you can learn something. Yeah. So uh, I learned something from the gym, too. It's, it's fascinating to see how that actually plays out on a psychological level, but also on a spiritual level. How the, it's all an integrated system. And wherever you're learning on one part is kind of where you're learning on the other. Okay, that's amazing. Thanks, man.